0: Gospel according to Matthew. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer—it's always a lawyer, isn't it—asked Jesus a question to test him, "'Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest?' He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Meditation. This is what our gospel reading for today is ultimately all about, my friends. Meditation. Yes, yes, I am well aware of the fact that love is a predominant theme in this story as Jesus talks about the greatest commandment that God has ever given to us. But as Jesus defines this greatest commandment of love for us, the question then quickly becomes, like, how do we actually do it? No, really, how do we do it? How do we actually embody? How do we manifest the type of love that Jesus is talking about here? I mean, it's quite clear That in Jesus' mind, at least, love is so much more than just a mere feeling, and love is so much more than just a mere verb, an action. What Jesus is talking about here, it's the type of thing that transcends both emotion and action. It's actually something that involves our entire being, heart, mind, and soul, It involves our entire existence. So how do we open our hearts to love? How do we expand our capacity for love? How do we actually love God with everything that we are, heart, mind, and soul? How can I offer up to God something more than just like my usual, distracted, fragmented, raging dumpster fire of a self? And how do we actually love our neighbors as ourselves? Elsewhere, Jesus defines our neighbor as that person that we are not at all compatible with. Our neighbor is that person who doesn't see the world at all like we do. Our neighbor is that person who would be very easy for us to hate. The neighbor is that person who more than likely already hates us. Jesus says that it's that person. That person is the one who is our neighbor. Yeah, so how do we get ourselves to the place, both emotionally and psychologically, where we can love that wretched person, that wretched neighbor, just as much as we love ourselves? This is not a low bar that Jesus has set for us, my friends. Thich Nhat Hanh that great modern Buddhist teacher perhaps best summed up Jesus' entire message on love when he said that love love is being there. Love is being there. Love is tuning into the presence of the other with the entirety of our being. But again, how can I truly be present to God with the fullness of my whole being? And how can I be there entirely, undistractedly for my friends, for my family, for those who need my voice and my advocacy? More pressingly, how can I genuinely be there for my enemies? It's complicated, right? For so often, even though my body is in the room, my mind is somewhere else. My body is playing Legos with my kids down on the floor in the playroom. But my mind is thinking about the next sermon that I have to write or all of the never-ending flood of emails, right, uh, that I have to respond to. I'm there, but I'm not really there, am I? Thus, I'm not really loving them in the moment. And I'm in church, but I'm thinking about the TV show that I watched last night or what I'm going to have for brunch. Even though my body is in this room with God and with all of you fine, wonderful people, my mind, my love, my heart isn't really here. My friends, how do we love? Not just with our actions or with our feelings, but with every fiber of our being. Meditation is the answer. Meditation comes from a Latin word that means to remain in the center. When we meditate, we're not trying to escape reality, it's not escapism. No, no, in this world of so much fakeness and so much hypocrisy, we practice meditation precisely in order to center and to root ourselves firmly in reality. In other words, meditation is the practice of being there, and thus meditation is the practice of love. someone will always ask, well then, Father TJ, how do we meditate? But as one incredibly wise young person once said to me, meditation is the natural state of the soul. All you've got to do is return to the soul's natural state. For we come into this world automatically knowing how to meditate. It's the most natural thing in the world. But somewhere along the way, we forget about what is most important in life. And we lose touch with both our souls and reality itself. And we grow inwardly numb as our hearts grow ever more calloused and disillusioned by the difficulties of this life. Most of the problem then is that we can't love others. We can't show up for them because we have long forgotten how to love ourselves. We've long forgotten how to show up for ourselves. This is precisely why Jesus says that we can only love our neighbor as ourselves. If we don't know how to love ourselves, if we never actually let ourselves be loved by God, We will never be able to love our neighbor. Because all of the hatred that we have for our neighbor, it's never anything more than our own self hatred projected onto them. So, how do we let love in? How do we let ourselves be loved by God? Another way of saying it how do we meditate? What I'm going to pass on to you now is a method that some of us at St. Paul's have been practicing for quite a while now. And it's been incredibly transformative for us. And it's not a method of our own making. We didn't come up with it, we didn't invent it. It actually comes from the earliest days of Christianity. And it's the most ancient Christian meditation method that we know of, that I know of, at least from my research. This was the method that the ancient desert fathers and mothers used and passed on to St. John Cassian. You can discover it in his writings, the 10th conference to be exact, in his conferences. So how do we do this method? To start, set aside 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the evening for meditation every single day. And if you can't start there, start somewhere. 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 1 minute even. Because a little bit of meditation is better than no meditation at all. A little bit of meditation, in fact, it goes a long way. You can build your way up, work your way up. And when you actually sit down to meditate, do this. (coughs) Recite this ancient mantra slowly over and over again. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. This is a line from one of our psalms. Excuse me. It's also the opening line for some of our daily prayer liturgies, evening prayer in particular. But more importantly, this was the formula that was utilized and prescribed by the ancient saints of the desert. Now just focus on saying the words and leave God alone to act within you. Just show up and say the mantra and let God do his thing. Let God do the inner healing. That's not your job. Let him do it. And when distracting thoughts pop up, and they will, don't get discouraged at all. Don't try to weed them out. Don't try to stomp them out. Don't try to not have them. Just observe that those distracting thoughts, they're there. And just simply refocus on the mantra. Let God do the weeding out. That's not your job. Remember, your job is to try to be there. Remember that love is being there. So just show up to meditate by saying the mantra. Oh God, make speed to save us. Oh Lord, make haste to help us. Oh God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Soon enough, not only will a rhythm of meditation take root within you, but the very love that God is, that will take root within you as well. Meditate in this way, my friends, and you will soon rediscover the natural state of your soul. You will soon rediscover what it's like to love with your whole being again.